Hey boss, welcome to the Productive Boss Podcast, where your host, Miss Unconventional, helps you conquer your chaos, guarantee your goals, and become a productive boss without sacrificing your self-care. Overwhelmed with your to-do list? Can't seem to follow one course until success? Kiera Osnowskis is here to help you reclaim your time, energy, attention, and sanity so you can get the right things done at the right time for the right reasons. The booked and busy culture is canceled, sis. We're profitable and productive over here. Get ready to boss up and design your best life. Hey, 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 boss. How are you today? I'm so excited to talk to you all about this topic. So today we are going to be talking about 10 daily habit ideas for a profitable and productive week. So let's just jump right into it. Idea number one, wake up at least one hour before you have to give your attention to someone else. Hey, I wake up at 5 a.m., but I am not a part of that cult that says that everyone should wake up at 5 a.m. if they want to be successful. Everyone should wake up at 5 a.m. if they want to have an amazing day. I don't believe in that. I don't believe that it is necessary for everyone to wake up at five or four or whatever arbitrary number you want to say just to be successful, just to have a good day just to get more things done and be productive. And, but what I do believe is that we should all be waking up at least an hour before someone else demands our time. Why? Because we need time to fill up our own cup. We need time to pour into ourselves before we are expected to pour into other people. It just makes sense. So if you're waking up at 8 a.m. and you got to be, you know, at work by 8.30, try waking up an extra half hour early. Try waking up at 7.30 just to give yourself a little bit of extra time to gather your thoughts, to pray, to uh, meditate, to do whatever it is you need to do to center yourself before you have to then go in and have everybody else's agenda, everyone else's emergencies, you know, thrust upon you. So that's idea number one. Idea number two is do your needle moving task after your gratitude practice. So this is something that I started doing that was I was able to 5x my productivity. And what I did was I had a a to-do list, right? A needle moving task list, so to speak, that had at least three action items on it. And so I will I'll create this list the night before. And um, the idea is to get those three needle moving tasks done the next day. Well, when I wake up, you know, I used to have this four hour morning routine where I just I wake up, I pray, I'd read the Bible, I'd read a personal development book, I'd exercise, I do all of these things, right? Four hours later, I then start work. Now, granted, that was a great morning routine while it lasted. Um, it was great, but I did sometimes feel a little bit slowed down after. Like I would feel, I can't say that I would feel tired, but I wasn't my, I wasn't at my peak. And so 
what I did was I read, well, first I came across Craig Ballantyne and his perfect morning formula. And he started talking about how important it is to do your first, you know, your first main task before you do anything else in the morning. And so like he told, he would say he would get up, walk his dog, come back, do his most important task first. Then he would proceed with his, the rest of his morning routine. And I was like, okay, let me try this out. That's brilliant. So what I would do is I'd wake up in the morning and I would practice my gratitude because I just feel like you have to wake up and, you know, thank God for waking you up that morning. Thank God for everything that you're, you know, grateful for, remind yourself of why you're here, remind yourself of your purpose, all that stuff, and get really centered um, in addressing your why and and, and even maybe uh, just reciting some affirmations. And so that's what I would do, right? And I still do this to this day. So I woke up, I practiced gratitude, and then I would dive right into that first needle moving task that was on my list, right? When I would dive into that task I would turn off everything like my phone was on do not disturb. No other windows on my laptop were open. It was just the task that I had put in front of me. And I gave myself a 60 to 90 minute window to knock it out. And so whatever wasn't done at that, you know, at the end of those 90 minutes, then of course, like it would have to just roll over until after the rest of my morning routine. But can you imagine how much I got done? Because mind you, I wake up at 5am. If I'm starting my needle moving task at 515, let's say, I am working on my most important task while while everyone is still asleep. No one is demanding my time, energy, attention. I am able to just completely focus on what it is I'm supposed to be doing. And I can't tell you how this was such a game changer for me. And I want you all to just try it. Try it out for one week. Every client that I've suggested this to, they love it. They have seen results almost immediately. So go ahead and test it out and let me know at Miss Unconventional underscore on, on Instagram how it works out for you. Okay, so idea number three is delegate, automate, delete, or defer all your shallow tasks. So what is a shallow task? A shallow task is an important task, but not a task that has to be done by you. It does not require your specific zone of genius. Someone else can either do this task for you. You can possibly automate it in some way using some sort of software system. It's possible that you can defer it to a later date when it does become a little bit more pertinent, or you can delete it altogether if it's no longer if it's important, but no longer in alignment with the goals that you're pursuing right now in this season or in this quarter. And so anything you can delegate, automate, defer, delete, that would be considered a shallow task. Now, what I suggest is that you think about all the things that you're doing and that make a difference in your business, but you're doing it and it's operating outside of your zone of genius. So ask yourself, okay, well, can I delegate this to someone else? And um, would it be beneficial? What could I do if I didn't have to do this task? What else could I be doing that is within my zone of genius that would move the needle in my business? So asking yourself those questions. And then if you're doing something, if there's a shallow task that you really repeat every single day or you're constantly doing it, then 
there is more, it's likely that there is some sort of system or software out there that can automate that for you. And so you want to make sure you are leveraging AI, okay, as much as possible, because why have all this technology and not use it, right? We might as well make the most of the modern day. Okay, idea number four, practice the easy evening routine from the productivity playbook. Okay, so some of you have purchased the productivity playbook. I'm only going to be distributing it to the people who work with me um, inside my VIP day, my Productive Boss VIP day. But for those of you who grabbed it before it was uh, taken off the market, then you see the easy evening. So the E stands for evaluate your efforts, right? So you're gonna like at the end of the day, let's say six o'clock is the end of the day for you. You're gonna evaluate your efforts. How well did you do? Did you, were you able to mark off those needle moving tasks? If not, um, what happened, right? What got in the way? And then how can you optimize and, and do better the next day? What's going to go on your needle moving task list for the following day? Because this is the time to create that list. A stands for abandon the day's ambition. And you know what that means? That's basically the non-negotiable time where you will allow yourself to stop working and enjoy the rest of your evening with your loved ones. So I really encourage you to take this step to heart because you have to have some sort of end time, a time where you just give it all up in order to, you know, enjoy the rest of your evening with the people you love the most. Okay, so S the S and easy is, it stands for serve yourself on a silver platter. So that means choose one self-care activity that allows you to recharge, recenter, and refocus on yourself. You need this and you deserve it. And it can be something like, you know, running yourself a bath or, you know, having a glass of wine or, you know, lighting a candle or an incense and, and reading a little bit. Um, whatever it is that you need to do to recenter, refocus, it could be practice practicing a little bit of yoga, whatever it is that you want to do as your self-care activity, but don't take it for granted, okay? And then why? Yield to the moon. Choose a non-negotiable time to hit the sheets. Give yourself the seven to eight hours of sleep because that's how you can show up as your best self the next day. And uh, granted, I know there are some of us who can operate off of five hours or six hours. Okay, standard is seven to eight hours. So, uh, you know, and if you find that you're still tired, that you can't get through the whole entire day without a nap because you're only sleeping, you know, five or six hours, then it might be time for you to adjust that a little bit and get a little extra sleep. But definitely having that non-negotiable time where you say, okay, I'm gonna hit the uh, sheets so that I can get, you know, a good night's rest before I have to give my best self till tomorrow, then, you know, that's what's going to set you up for ultimate success. So I definitely want you guys to keep that in mind as you're going through these 10 daily habit ideas for a profitable and productive week. Okay, number five, do at least one trust generating task per day. What does that mean? That means if you are a coach, a service-based entrepreneur, a course creator, you are obviously building a following, a community. And one of the things that you want to do is establish that no like trust factor with the people who follow you. In order to do that effectively, you need to do at least one trust generating task per day. For me, that might be showing up 
um, for my email list subscribers and, you know, giving them, adding value to their day by giving them something, you know, valuable to read. It might be showing up on Instagram and sharing um, these beautiful tips I have, these um, my hacks, my daily routines, things like that, the behind the scenes of what I do. Uh, it might be just sharing a little bit of something extra with uh, my current clients, you know, something that they weren't expecting. Um, and it's just a way to show them, hey, I'm not just in it for the money. I'm in it for your transformation. I'm in it to add value to your life. And so I think if you incorporate this as like a habit, doing one trustworthy thing every single day for your clients, for your community, for the people who follow you, then I assure you that your brand is going to be synonymous with integrity. It's going to be synonymous with value. And so that's what you ultimately want to do. You want to establish that type of reputation. Okay, idea number six, do at least one income generating task per day, right? Okay, because we can't be doing every single thing for free in our business or it wouldn't be a business, right? So we have to, you know, make money in order to sustain the mission. So maybe that looks like reaching out and following up with a lead that said they were interested in your program or your course or whatever it is that you have. Maybe they hit you up in your DMs on Instagram and told you that they were interested, but because you never followed up, they just never, they just forgot all about it. You have to be diligent. Maybe you, they, they did follow up with you, but you never sent them like a pricing and services guy. So they have no idea, you know, how to take the next step in terms of securing their spot with you. Um, it could be something as simple as, uh, making sure you, uh, upsell the, your current clients if they need the next service or the next step in your funnel, right? Like, for example, if they're a VIP day client, but you know that they would benefit from VIP accountability for the next 12 weeks, offer that to them. You're not, this is not about you trying to get more money out of them. This is about you adding more value and giving them a way to continue working with you. So you should be doing at least one trust generating and one income generating task. With the trust, you know, you're building that impact. With the income generating task, you're building the income in order to sustain the mission, okay? Idea number seven, always make time for at least one self-care moment per day. And this is kind of similar to what I was telling you uh, inside of the easy routine, the S, serve yourself on a silver platter. But this could be even, you can do this apart from that in midday. Maybe you just need to stop doing what you're doing and take a break, take a walk around the lake or something like that near your house. Maybe you just go and do a 10 minute um, walk on uh, the treadmill or like a Peloton ride. Maybe you just go and have a cup of coffee at the near, at a nearby coffee shop and just take a break from thinking about work. That can be part of self care. Maybe you take a moment to call your mom, assuming that your mom is someone, you know, like your best friend and good to talk to. You just have to weave these little moments into your everyday or else we get sucked into, you know, our, our job, our business. And we don't know where the line is between, you know, serving ourselves and serving other people. All right. The next idea is idea number eight. Ask for help when you need it instead of doing it alone. Okay. So I know some of us really, really need to practice this. All right. You cannot do it alone. Rome wasn't built by one single person and neither will your life or business be. I'm telling you, you need help. And the 
the idea is that you realize when you need help and then you ask for it in that time. Don't let the situation get completely out of hand before you start accepting help because that is like the exact opposite of being a productive boss, right? So we wanna make sure that we're asking for help when we need it and we're accepting it with grace and humility, okay? Because not everyone even has the privilege to get help from those around them. So if you have that, then definitely use it to your um, advantage. Idea number nine, say no to 90% of the request of you 90% of the time. Here's why it's so important to say no. And you can refer back to my episode. Uh, it's entitled, Why Saying No is the First Order of Business. Go back to that episode and listen because I explain a lot there, but I'm just gonna touch on it lightly here. Saying no is what the most successful people do because what 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 happens when you say no? You're If you're saying no to something that does not serve you, that doesn't serve the goals that you are after, that doesn't serve your best, Best interest, you're inevitably saying yes to something else that does. And so if you are caught up in saying yes to the things that don't serve you well, that don't or that aren't in alignment with what you want, then what's going to happen? You're going to be stuck doing a whole lot of things that do not move the needle for you, that do not have a big impact on you. And that's going to be an issue whenever you have opportunities that arise that you that are perfect for you, but you can't take action on because you've already committed to opportunities and to uh, situations, to meetings, to people that aren't even in alignment with what you're ultimately going after in life and business. So you just have to be selective about who and what you say yes to. So just say no, lead with no first, then if you, after you evaluate your schedule, evaluate what you're doing, what they're asking you, all of that, then you can circle back and say, hey, yeah, as a matter of fact, I can do that. But I'd much rather you lead with no than lead with yes and regret it. Okay, idea number 10, make time for master minding with masterminds, right? Make time for masterminding with masterminds. (laughs) So that just means make time to engage in build connections and community with other like-minded entrepreneurial spirited people, right? Like you're going to get so much out of those connections and so much more than the material, the money, it's going to be transformational, truly. Like I I can honestly tell you the best thing that I did for myself was join a mastermind. The best thing I did for my life and my business was join a mastermind because I was surrounded by badass boss women who only wanted to see me win, who only wanted the best for me. Do you know what it feels like to be surrounded by people who just want to see you win and they celebrate every small and major win with you? And it's just, it's so beautiful to be a part of something that felt bigger than myself. So I want you all to think about everything that I just presented to you, the 10 daily habit ideas for a profitable and productive week and see what you can implement this week, all right? Can you wake up at least one hour before you have to give your attention to someone else? Have your noodle moving task um, come directly after your gratitude practice? Can you delegate, automate, delete, or defer your shallow task? Can you practice the easy evening routine from the productivity playbook? Do you have at least one trust generating task that you can uh, that you can do per day? Do you have at least one income generating task that you can perform per day? 
Are you always making time for at least one self-care moment per day? Do you ask for help when you need it instead of doing everything alone, right? Do you say no first, then analyze, then decide if it's a good fit for you and come back around and say yes? Are you making time to mastermind with masterminds? These are the 10 daily habit ideas for a profitable and productive week. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope that you'll share it with others and follow me at Miss Unconventional underscore or at The Productive Boss on Instagram for more tips. All right, until next time, folks, see ya. Thanks for listening to The Productive Boss Podcast. If you made it this far, you're the real MVP. Serious about conquering your chaos and guaranteeing your goals? Head over to the productivebosspodcast.com for more information. If you really love Miss Unconventional, don't forget to rate, review, and connect with her on Instagram at the productive boss.